Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. And boy, do we have a show to get into for today. The Titans in, I don't even know how to describe it, Denard, but just the fashion in which this comeback occurred. The Titans end up beating the Seahawks 33-30 to in overtime after an incredible second-half performance. Shouts out to a lot of people, and we can even get into your favorite topic, Denard, of talking about the kickers. So, shouts out, Randy. <laughs> all right, so, but before we get into all of that, and I mean, after this, this game, I, I got to ask it, and I hope you're all in agreement, but do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on top to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus, double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. D, the Titans, six and a half point dogs. They go in, they get the win. If you had Titans money line, I, I want to say, I, I didn't get to check bet online right before the game started, but I believe it was around plus 220, 220 to 225. So you really could have doubled up there, taking the Titans money line as they go in to Seattle and get the win after being down early. But D, I'm just going to throw the question to you. I hope you're doing well. I'm, I'm going to ask you how you're doing. But then just tell me your thoughts about that performance by the Tennessee Titans. Davey, I'm doing great today. It's a beautiful uh, Sunday, and it was even more beautiful after watching that game today. It was, it was fun. And what I love about this team, Davey, they showed a sense of urgency. And that's what you wanted to see. You wanted to see this team come out and play the way that they play and the way that they battle. Great play calling by Todd Downing and Shane Bowen. Uh, they got a lot of criticism last week. 
and they came back as coordinators and proved themselves today. So, Davey, I was just proud to watch this game today and the way that they played as a team. Yes, the thing, I guess, to get us going before we even get into the game, but was the news before kickoff was we were going to have to scratch a couple of guys, just one Taylor Lewan starting left tackle, injured his knee in warm-ups, didn't look good, still waiting to get more of an update to see what his status is moving forward. Then you found out Jayon Brown, signal caller on the defense, he's not able to go. So you're like, man, down for the count early. And then you realize, all right, well, the secondary is already thin. Caleb Farley's not able to go. So we had to put Imani Hooker on IR last week. So that unit really going to have to be looking for some guys to step up. And, I mean, you look at Derek Roberson. He wasn't able to go. And I'm sure I'm even missing a name there. I just, it was really Anthony Ferkser. Yeah, tight end Anthony Ferkser wasn't able to suit up either. So you were really like, man, we're really having to call some guys up to make make some opportunities. I think Cam Batson was even out. Like, again, like these names are just coming to me. I don't even have them in front of me. But so you go in there. First half, I, I'll be honest to you, I was not happy with the first half effort by the Titans. I, I thought defensively, they just looked lost at times. And on the offense, you had some critical drops. The line was kind of struggling there to get Derek moving early. And so I really want to talk about this game in two separate halves because really to get it started, you, you weren't moving the ball. You did have a three and out defense got you going. But whenever you look at some of the things that happened, Roger Saffold got hurt. And so they put in Aaron Brewer. And I don't think it was Brewer that let the guy get free. But Todd Downey comes back after you have your best offensive lineman go out. And you run a play action to where Ryan has his back to that side of the line. Of course, he gets sacked, fumbles, and the next play, Seattle walks in for a touchdown. So. You're starting off, I mean, we get 3-3, three to three. we even get up 6-3, to three, but then Seattle scores two unanswered touchdowns in about a minute. So, things aren't going well there. Then, you go down there, Randy Bullock shouts out, got called up last minute as well. He is able to come in, so Randy on the day ends up being 4-5. He did miss, I think it was a 44-yarder, but he gets the one that matters the most, the game winner in overtime. And he also is three for three for extra points. But Denard, when you look at the Titans, what was the biggest issue for you whenever it came to the offense's red zone woes? They just, they'd get down there, but then they couldn't convert and you're having to settle for field goals. That's okay. But you, you came away with three points. And so the ultimate goal is to win the football game. And, you know, I love you like a brother that I never wanted, but I knew that this team had a chance at winning this game in the first quarter because this game is all about how you respond to adversity and the fact that this team could have laid down, but they didn't. And we talked about this, that when the Titans come out with the sense of urgency, despite what the score is, this is what will give this, ch- give this team a chance to win. And that's the way they played. I'm going to go back. And first of all, I'm going to say this about Todd Downing. Last week, I was like a lot of critics and fans thinking to myself, what in the world is he doing and what is he calling? But today he got back to the DNA and the DNA of this, of this team is physicality. When this, the way that their offensive unit played today in the first half, if you look at that offensive line, they pretty much control the line of scrimmage. Now, these are two, two great um, teams that are going at it. These are two teams that many people are picking to be in the playoffs this year. 
But what I loved about this team is called the ebbs and flows of the game. And no matter how many times that Seattle made a play, you saw Tennessee come right back. And I'm going to go into this offensively. And I'm talking about getting to your DNA. We go back into the first quarter. There was a third and short. And Ryan was under duress, but he ends up hitting Tommy Hudson. When we talk about the next man up, that's what you have to do in this league in order to win. You, when it's your time to make a play, you have to make a play. That third and three, Davey, when they was able to convert, it ended up leading to three points. And that could have been the difference in the game. Every play count, every series count. So I'm going to say in the first quarter, in the first half alone, I knew this team was ready. I'm talking about Julio Jones. In the first half, he had more yards than he had all of last week. You're talking about the dig route on the, what was that, the first and 10. You're talking about the big third down conversion that they had was a third and five, and he goes across and draped by two defenders. Trey Flowers is all over him. He makes that acrobatic catch. That's what you need to see. That's why you brought Julio in for those, those moments right there. And that told me, that right there, that play when Julio made that beautiful, that deep dig, I, I'm sorry, it was a deep, like a skinny post route. I knew this team, they have a chance to win today, but you got to take it. Nothing's given to you in this league. And defensively, yes, we talk about the, they had to eliminate the explosive plays. Tyler Lockett, the 51-yard gainer, he beat Bradley McDougal. That cannot happen. But you know what? That team came back. They responded, and they only allowed three points. And that is a deep – they only allowed Seattle to get three points on that series. That could have been catastrophic. That could have been the difference in the game. But, again, that deepness arose. They came back. They stood fast. And that is exactly what you want to see. I love that because anytime you hold a team to three points, that is a win for the defense. So I know we talk about – those plays or those miscues, but the fact that you fought through those hard times, that adversity, that's why this team prevailed today is what they was able to do in the first half. We saw how bad they performed against the Cardinals. I did think they came out and they were looking to show that last week was not who they are. You talk about their DNA. While I did think that they had some issues in the first half getting going, I think that they at least took that time at halftime to kind of adjust. Now, I, I do want to say that whenever it came to some of the calls that happened on the field, I think that the Julio Jones touchdown was one in which if they called that a touchdown on the field, they needed to stay with it. I didn't think that there was enough evidence to really overturn it. I know that's one of those that's iffy, but they did. And so that really was one of those plays that's like, man, if you could keep this going. But I love that you, last week we talked about Mike Vrabel calling out Julio Jones, and that was rightfully so because Julio was not playing like the player we know he should and can play like. But that's day. a personal foul. Yeah, he, that was the dumb move on Julio. And what Mike Vrabel did, he did exactly what a head coach is supposed to do. You let him know that you're not bigger than the team. And when you start getting personal fouls in this game, that can lead to losses. And so I thought Mike, what he did and how he handled it, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. But on top of that, Julio did not play like the player we know that he should be playing like. But today he came out and he had six receptions for 128 yards on eight targets, and he made some big-time catches. Like, these were not easy grabs he was able to haul in. So you had him come in and play like the all-pro that we know he can. On the other side, for A.J. Brown to have such a poor performance and you to still come out with the win, I think that goes to show how well this team was able to find other guys and get them involved. When you look at 
some guys that you normally wouldn't see. Like, we got Derrick Henry involved in the passing game. That's not usually something that happens a lot. But we'll get into that here in a second because a lot of that came in the second half. And whenever I, I do look at this offense, I thought that they just decided, you know what, we're not going to lose. They simply told everyone, like, hey, like, this is our time. Like, we're not going to let it get away from us. And they had an incredible second half comeback to where they outscored the Seahawks in the second half in overtime 24 to 6. So it's great by the offense. It's great by the defense. And we'll get into that just in a second. But, I mean, they came out with some energy. And speaking of some energy, I wanted to take a second to talk to you about Balance 7. Whenever it comes to having energy, one of the things I always say is you can see how Balance 7 can help you because it is a pH-balancing alkaline supplement drink. And it's like vitamins or supplements, but in a liquid form. In just one ounce a day, three times a day, and in a week, you will see the effects. And right now, if you go to Balance7.com and use the promo code BELIEVE, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to fill the pH-balancing drink go to work. Lamar Odom making his return to basketball. He's been using Balance 7, and if it can help him, it can help you too. Again, that's Balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE at checkout. Titans might have had some Balance 7 at halftime because they came out and they just, like we said on the other side, they were not going to be stopped. What is it about Derrick Henry Denard that you love most? He's special. He's a special player. All of the guys, when I talk about all of the all of his peers in this league, they didn't vote him in the top five of the NFL 100 best players for nothing. You have to earn that. He's not a two-time reigning NFL uh, rushing champ. That's no accident. There's a reason why. He's great. He's great at his craft. When you look at the great backs, Walter Payton, you talk about one of my favorite, Roger Craig's, Eddie George, they have that it factor. It's just something special. They're not like the average back. This is why Tennessee locked him up last year, David. What was that? That four-year deal worth, uh, what, $25 million? Something like that. Let's just not get yeah, into gu- the guarantee. numbers. Gu- guarantee. Guarantee. Yeah, That's yeah. what I look at. I don't look at the other. That's just for salary cap for purposes. But what you love about him, David, is when the D train comes to take over, he takes over. We saw that last year against Houston. Houston basically was tapping out. They had got tired. We saw that the second game against Indy when he decided, you know what? I'm going to take matters in my own hand. He is a special player. His career right now, he he's had he's running not towards another rushing crown. He's running towards the Hall of Fame. He's putting together a Hall of Fame resume. And what you love today is offensive coordinator today, Todd Downing, said, listen, we have to get back to our DNA. You saw a lot of the screens to Derek. They did everything that they could to get the ball in his hands. That's what you have to do in this league. You have to identify as an offensive coordinator your playmakers. And you have to use them. That's why you pay Derek and Julio and those guys all of that money. You expect them to make plays. Big-time players step up in big moments. And that's exactly what the D-Train did today, David. We saw that today. He, You know, one of the announcers today said, listen, when you talk about those little um, little runs he had for four or five yards, those were not just the, the holes were open. That's a wantonness. That's being able to not only just elude the second defender, but that means you carrying some guys with you. That's when you just got to like go into a different mindset, a beast mode. And that's, a, that's, that's what you love about Derek. That's why we love to watch him. Because when he comes to bring his A game, there's nobody in the league that's better. Titans definitely made sure to get him the ball. You mentioned that, Denard. 
35 carries, 182 yards, and three touchdowns. Of course, he had that long run of 60 yards and was able to outrun, I think it was Diggs. Yeah, I think Diggs came down and you just yeah, saw him. Quadre. Yep, he just, he's like, these, it's, it's incredible how these secondary guys think that they can run with him and they never can. It, you see it time and time again. And, and then they're like, well, I think I can get this angle on him and they, they just can't. But also, as you mentioned, the screen game, Titans, uh, this was a career high for receptions for Derrick Henry. He had six catches for 55 yards on six targets. So extremely efficient across the board. And I mean, he gave you an opportunity to get back in the game. So, and, and ultimately like get you into overtime. And I also got to give Ryan Tannehill credit. I know he didn't have any touchdowns, but I mean, the man threw for 347 yards, 27 of 40, and he was putting the ball on the money for almost really all of those, those passes. There were a couple that the stat line doesn't really do him justice because he had several drops by his team that they weren't able to come through at times, but Tannehill just being really efficient in this offense, working within his skill set, and it it ultimately, when you look at this Titans offense, they're getting back to what we were hoping we would have saw that we would see last week. And if this continues, it's going to be hard for teams to beat them. Uh, we kind of talk about last year that magic number for the Tennessee Titans was 30 points. Well, today they get 33. It should have been 32. We should have had to rely on that final field goal because that was a safety on Russell Wilson. I don't know what was going on there, but great job. But I believe it was Adenei who had the sack on Russell there. But anyway, you get the ball back in overtime and you're able to drive it down there and get the win. It's just fun to see that. Court's in session and the king is here and we're just going to admire Derrick Henry for everything we have. Before I get to the defense, I did want to say I went on Rip City Radio in Portland to preview this game early last week. And one of the questions they asked was like, well, you saw Derrick Henry, and he just didn't look the same last week. And I really just kind of cut him off because they were talking about how, like, you know, running backs, you, you get to a certain point where they just start to fall off. And they're like, is that the case for Derrick Henry? I was like, whoa, whoa let, let's, let's hold up right there. Derrick, as you would always say, Denard, he is a beast. He is a beast. And he has had a high load of carries throughout his career. When you look at his days back in college, and, or sorry, his days in high school at Florida, to his days in college at Alabama, and then his workload over the last couple of years with the Tennessee Titans. This man continues to work in the offseason and just be able to, he's a freak of nature, and you just can't stop him. And, I mean, he had that in full effect today, and it's just great to see that with his offensive line performing at a much higher level than they did last week, you can see what this man's able to do. It's just, I'm glad he's on our team. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But D, switching up to the other side of the ball, and I kind of want to get your take on this. For the secondary, how being down a couple of guys, how do you feel overall that they're playing? I know we had a couple of plays they gave up. There was a busted coverage. Freddie Swain got a touchdown. But what are you seeing from this group from last year to this year? I'm seeing continuity. I'm seeing guys holding each other accountable. And I'm seeing other players that, Unfortunately, at the last minute, they're, you know, thrusted into the lineup. They're making plays. They're contributing. And that's what you have to do in this league. I want to say this. Last week, we called out some guys, especially on that defensive line. We talked about Jeffrey Simmons. We both agree. We both talked about this, Davey, that when Jeffrey Simmons brings his A game, he's one of the best interior defensive linemen in the game today. And he has, when he takes over, he can impact that whole defensive unit. I thought our D-line, again, I don't talk about stats. 
But we were watching that pocket collapse today. We watched Russell basically he was taken off. That that when that pocket collapsed, Russell was running for his life. That's the way this team plays. And when you play good up front, it trickles it trickles into the back half of the defense. And today, I tell you what, I love the play calling on first and second down by Shane Bowen. Great play calling because he went a lot of zone, cover three. That's what you want. And he kept everything in front of him. Yeah, they got a couple. They had a little miscue uh, when Swain caught that long bomb. And, of course, Tyler on that 51 yard. That should have never happened. But what you love about this team, there was, there was a sense of urgency on this defensive unit. And it was like they gelled and played together. I'm going to go back. We didn't last week, Janoris, we both called Janoris out. We didn't think he played a good game, especially against D Hop. But I love, I go back to that third and four. I'm always going to downs. I like to watch series. You remember when he was lined up? It was man to man coverage. It was third and four. It was in the second quarter. It was a third down and four. I keep talking, I love third down. But he lined up on DK, had him plastered, made a great play on DK, and we was able to get off the field. Now you imagine, go back. In the second quarter, Davey, when we when Jack Rabbit made that great play, guess what happened the next series? That's when the offense, when they get on the field with like four, 14 minutes and 42 seconds in the deep in the second quarter, the defense just absolutely shut. They just started playing with a sense of urgency. That's what you want to see. They challenged at times. They also play zone in the half. The, the play calling was excellent. I mean, if you were a former defensive back, you're saying to yourself, that's how you play. Keep everything in front of you, tackle them. And that's what they did. They eliminated the big plays other than the play to Tyler and the miscue on where Freddie Swain made the, the deep touchdown. They played really solid in the back half. Yeah, I started to talk about the secondary. I thought you made a great point talking about the defensive pass rush kind of coming in there, flushing Russell out at times. But I wanted to give you a moment to talk about your boy Christian Fulton because I thought he had a tremendous game. And he is playing at a really high level right now. Talk about a guy that, you know, last year as a rookie, there were some times where it's like, I still kind of getting adjusted to the game, learning the speed at which he needs to play it. I think he's coming on great. And one of the things that I saw from him that I thought was really great was he was able to get into the best player for the Seahawks head. Whenever you look at DK Metcalf, DK was frustrated. And a lot of that had to do with, Christian Fulton just always being there, not letting him get the opportunities that he normally would. I know DK still finished with six receptions for 53 yards, but for him, that's that's not that great. I mean, he had 11 targets, but there were just times that Christian was right on his hip, making sure to get his hand in there. And so your former former LSU Tiger. So yeah. He competed. That's what you do. Greg Williams used to say it best. And Greg would say, those guys get paid as well. So they're going to make some plays. You just want to make sure you make more plays than they do. And Christian Fulton, David, you're absolutely right. I think last week I thought he played a pretty good game against Arizona. He had the one little play where they took the uh, PI away when he broke on the ball, you know, a little too fast, but he didn't. That was just a great play. He just ended up running into the man, but that was incidental contact. That's what you're going to need. You need somebody back there that's going to take over, especially when you have a young corner and is only in his second year. I think Jack Rabbit today uh, played a really solid game uh, compared to the way he played last week. And I just think that the front, the way that they played, it ended up galvanizing the whole defensive unit and the whole team. So I was just proud, you know, Davey, just the way that they played because 
if you don't have a sense of urgency when you step on that field, desire at some point loses its value. And you will see that later on in the season where some teams will actually give up. But this team today, David, they came to fight. And when they when this team bring that that grit, that grind, and we know that this is a game of attrition, when they bring that to the table, they can play with any team in this league. But we we noticed last year, we, uh, we, we talked about the Cleveland game. They come out flat. We talked about the Cincinnati game. They came out flat. I can tell you within the first half, and I've alluded to this in a, many of our podcasts, that you can always tell the way that this team is going to play by the first and second quarter. Even when it doesn't look good, they still find a way to win. And that's how you win in this game. you got to remember, that, Davey, this game is like a 12-round fight. You don't start playing until the third and fourth quarter. You spend the first quarter basically just figuring out each other. You just, you know, half of the time, most coordinators or offensive coordinators run a 15-play script just to see what's going to work. You're just filling each other out. But round six through 12, those championship rounds, that's in the third and in, in, in the fourth quarter. And that's exactly where, that's what they did. They which they was able to stand firm in the first and second quarter. Yeah, things didn't go right, but they never gave up. They never deviated from the game plan. And in the third and the fourth quarter, they took over. And that's the way you have to play in this league. That's what great teams do. They basically come out, let's just, let's just play, let's punch, let's, you throw some counters, I'll throw some counters. But then when it gets in that third and fourth quarter, that's where we start to play and just let everything go. D, before we get out of here, I did want to say, we talked about it last week. You gave us the statistic that Mike Vrabel, whenever his team has lost by double digits, they come back and they get the win. They now move to, I believe, 8-0. and following a double-digit loss the week after, and obviously they got the win today. But here was the stat that I thought was interesting. When leading by 15 points at home, the Seattle Seahawks were 52-0. and Obviously, that's now 52-1, and thanks to the Titans knocking them off in overtime, 33-30. to That's according to the Athletic NFL Twitter page. So you did something that no one's ever been able to do. You go into Seattle, you're down 15, you come back, you get the win, and I thought there were a lot of breaks that didn't necessarily go our way there late, and the team continued to persevere. And so I'm just happy to see that because now you look at the rest of the AFC South. Colts lost the game to the Rams. They're now 0-2. Jaguars really struggled today against the Broncos. Texans, they lost to the Browns. And you look at Tyrod Taylor. He gets hurt with a hamstring injury. So Davis Mills, the rookies getting thrown in there. I believe that they've already ruled Tyrod out for Thursday night's game. So right now, the Titans are tied for first in the division. I know we're two games in, but ultimately winning the AFC South, you do that, you're automatically in the playoffs. So that's really good to see. I'm just happy that the team showed the fight, and that's what they're going to need to continue. Let's hope that some of these guys are able to get healthy. But, D, before we get out of here, I did want to say that we have some exciting news, and that is our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everyone. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to PlayActionPools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor Pick'em as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. D, finally, we'll go out 
I'll get your final thoughts, but I wanted to talk about the kickers for a second. Randy Bullock, former teammate Ryan Tannehill at Texas A&M. Aggie. Comes in and hit the game winner. He keeps in there whenever the team's not able to score when we get in the red zone. And so while we did have the one miss, I'm not going to harp on it because he ultimately got the ones we needed. Why'd you bring it up? Why'd I bring it up? Because someone's going to be like, man, the one time we have him kick for over 40 yards, he can't hit. But it doesn't matter. We won the game. Uh, Fat Randy, as they call him, came through, got the W. And so good to be with our our 14th kicker now. We'll continue to monitor the situation. I'm thinking that he will be the kicker come Sunday as we t- when we take on the Colts, and we'll be he here. We'll be here later on this week to talk about the Titans versus the Colts, our first AFC South matchup. A team that Carson Wentz got hurt. We'll see. He's undergoing more tests on his ankle, so we'll see what happens there. Titans could be playing a guy that's not got a lot of experience in Jacob Eason. Very good opportunity for the Titans to co- for the Titans to go to two and one. This coming week, but we'll be talking about that more. D on the way out. I want your clo- I want your closing thoughts on this Titans thirty-three to thirty victory in overtime against the Seattle Seahawks on the road. Well, D, everything starts up front for me. The interior line, offense, and defense both played play phenomenal. This was really beautiful to watch our offensive line block today. I saw uh, pretty much Seattle defenders on their back. And defensively, Jeffrey Simmons, the push that they had was just, it was awesome. I, I, I was just in awe about how Russell was running for his life. And we, you know, one of the things you want to do when you go against Russell Wilson is you want to force him laterally and you want to play lane discipline. And they did that. If you watch the play uh, in overtime, what did they do? They chased him out of the pocket. They made him run laterally. And D, Henry, the King, uh, the NFL, whatever you want to call him. It's just a gut, gutsy performance. And as a former player and as a guy who's getting a chance to talk about them, I was in awe and I was very proud of this football team, the way that they played, because they came out today, Davey, with a sense of urgency. And when this team comes out and played the way that they're capable of playing, watch out. And I'm not even going to have to get into the stats of what happens when a team is 0-2 uh, whenever it relates to their playoff chances, because we are one and one, fortunately, and I'm just happy to go into this week on a high after an incredible comeback. But Denard, thank you as always, my friend. To our listeners, we do appreciate you tuning in each and every week. We'll be back soon to break down the Colts versus the Titans, but that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker. I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.